Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve sallallahu ve barak alel aşrafil anbiya ve mursalin. Nebiyina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellem. Amma ba'd. Elhamdülillah. We have reached now hadith al-sadis and in some nusuf in some copies referred to as hadith sabit as well because there's two narrations and even though there's these two narrations refer to the same thing then uh, each of those narrations Allah Ta'ala knows best they have different wordings or significantly different wordings and so The first is the hadith of Abi Huraira, radiallahu anhu. And the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا شَرِبَ الْكَلْبُ فِي إِنَاءِ أَحَدِكُمْ فَلْيَكْسِلْهُ سَبْعًا وَحَدِيثُ الْمُسْلِمُ أُولَاهُنَّ بِالْتُرَابِ The first of them, بِالْتُرَابِ So, the first narration mentions, a narration of Abu Huraira, that if the dog drinks from the utensil of one of you, of one of your utensils, then wash it seven times. And then the laf, the Muslim, the wording the Muslim, in Sahih Muslim, mentions the first of them with the Turab, the first of them with the Af. Then after that we have the hadith of Abdullah ibn Ghaffal, عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إذا ولق كلب في إناء في إناء فاقسلوه سبعا وأفروه الثامنة بالتراب. and so the first narration mentions or the second narration there mentions that if the dog Now, if the dog was to lick inside the utensil, then wash it seven times. And thereafter, cover it for the eighth time in the Turab, yani using the earth. As for the narrator of this hadith, or the, the first hadith, the narrator is Abu Huraira. And as is mentioned previously, we've gone through his uh, his tarjima. We went through his biography previously in the second hadith. As for the narrator of the second hadith here, then it is Abdullah ibn Mughaffal al-Muzni. Abdullah ibn Mughaffal al-Muzni. And he was from amongst those that gave the bay'ah or bay'ah to Ridwan tahta shadr under the tree. And he was meant, he was regarded as being from the fuqaha amongst the companions. 
and he was from those that Umar ibn Khattab during his Khilafah sent to Basra known to be from amongst the Fuqaha in Basra in the Iraq and he was who died in the year 59 after the Hijrah thereafter I did the meaning of this hadith or what we understand from this hadith is how to wash the answer how you wash the utensil or generally how you wash something and purify something that has been touched by the dog. And some of them will flood out to this narration. No, some of them will flood out to this narration. It's Shariba, the first word Shariba. And that the person or the 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 creature in this in this case the dog takes in the water and that, or that which is like it from liquid. And so consumes water or liquid. Al-Kalb is the Haywan Ma'roof. And due to the fact that this narration mentions the word Al or mentions the letter Al within it, then it is something which is comprehensive of every dog. Anything, any creature, any animal, Yutlak Alayhi Ismul Kalb, any animal, which is given the name, the kelp dog, and is referred to as a dog, then it enters into the rulings of this particular narration, Thereafter, we have the word in Faliyak Silhu, then wash it. This ghusl here, or this this uh, this word in here referring to the ghusl, has the lamb. And it's the Lam al-Amr. In that the fi'l after it is an obligation. There's an obligation that the person adheres to the fi'l, to the, to the action after it. Thereafter mentioned, Sab'an. And he, that the, the washing is done seven times. And the first of them, Ulahun, the first of them being with in the Turab. And within the narrations, it mentions Bit Turab, yani with the Ba, referring to the fact that it is done with the Turab, with the earth. The word walagha, referring to the action of the dog, walagha, then this is in reference to the dog placing the end of its tongue within the utensil. And thus moving it. Yeah, I what we refer to as licking something. At the end of the tongue, and then moving it. 
thereafter final word mentioned here is afiruhu yani udlukuhu bil afr yani the person they cover it with the earth on that on that find on that first time well that's what I know's best as for the statement the meaning of this hadith then Sheikh Ahmed Najmi Rahimullahi mentions Amara man awjab Allah ta'atuhu waladhi wasafuhu fi kitabi bi annuhu yuz alayh ma a'anat ummatuhu wal walaga kalb fi inai an yagsila al inai alladhi walaga fihi al kalb sab'a ghasalat sab'a ghasalat and so Allah Ta'ala, in which no doubt he has made an obligation, he has made an obligation upon us to obey him. And he has commanded us with, and his ummah يعني, in general, to wash the utensil in which the dog has licked within. So the utensil in which the dog has licked, that it should be washed seven times. The first of them is the Torah. The first of them is with the earth. And if it's not the first time, then it can be done at the, on the eighth. So after the seventh. Why? The dog is Nejis. And so, by way, of his, by way of his mouth touching something, then this is a direct yani, entering of the impurity. And the mention of the Torah, the soil or the earth, the mention of that is due to the fact that the Torah has properties within it that aid with purification. And so we know, for example, when we purify ourselves as individuals, the asal is that we use what? Water. However, <clears throat> it's permissible, or in certain circumstances, it's permissible to purify using a turab. For example, a tayammu. And so we understand from that that turab in of itself is something that is can be used to purify. And so hence, this is why it's mentioned within this narration. And within this narration, there are a few points that should be discussed. The first of them is the najasa of the kalb. I the dog being impure. And the reason for that is that there's a difference of opinion amongst Ahlul Ilm where they raise the issue that is is it a case that the dog 
his whole body is impure or that is just the mouth that is impure. And so those that mention that it's the whole of the dog and this is the opinion of the Jamhur the opinion of the Jamhur then they use the narration that mentions Tuhur ina ahadukum Tuhur ina ahadukum ida walaga fihi ilkal that the utensil of one of your, of your or the utensil that you have the one you possess is pure and if the dog licks within it then it mentions the washing of it and so when we mention يعني, something that's tohor and we see the mention of something which is tohor then no doubt tohor is referring to something which is in opposition to something that's nejis so if we say something is tohor, then we know that it is the opposite of something which is nejis, something which is impure. And so now, the dog, by the way, the dog licking that utensil, it becomes clear that it has left that state of tohar. It's left, it's left that state that is now, that is regarded as being tohor. Hence why, with that, we have the command to wash it. And some mention that the only part, based on this narration, the only part of the dog which is nejis is the mouth. Because of what is mentioned in the narration. However, what we understand from the narration, Allah Ta'ala knows best. Another point that is mentioned as to why it is the whole body is because some of Ahl al they mention that the, the mouth is from the Ashraf, the most honorable part of the dog. And so due to the fact it's from the most honorable part of the dog, and we have and we're commanded to wash based upon that, then anything my do nadalik in Baba Anything which is lesser than that, then of course. And why do they mention it's the most it's the Ashraf part of the dog, the most honorable part of the dog? Why do they mention that? Naam, that it can be qiyas upon that naam, what else? Hunting. That could be mentioned. Also as well, what is understood is, what is mafhum from it as well, is due to the fact that it is the furthest part of the body from where? The back on the back side of the, the tail 
which is no doubt understood to be from the lowly parts. And so the furthest parts would then regard be regarded as being the uh now the first part would be regarded as being the the most honourable part. And that's that long list. As for the amount of times it's washed, then it's mentioned seven times in the narration. And the question there lies that is it seven times in order for it to become pure? Or is it sufficient to just wash it any more than or wash it once or wash it like a number of times? And so again, the Jamhur, they mentioned that it is seven times. Well, the majority mentioned it seven times. Why? Because this is an action which is done to Abuddin. This is a command from the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And so it's done to Abuddin, the Messenger of Ibadah. As for Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah, then he mentions that it's sufficient to wash three times. Abu Hanifa mentions sufficient to wash three times. And this is based upon the narration of Abi Huraira, in which it mentions the washing of the utensil three times. Naam, the narration mentions the washing of the utensil three times. However, the, no doubt the opinion of the Jumhur takes precedence, which is the washing seven times. Because if you have a narration from the Prophet in Marfur, so it's a narration which is directed from the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. And thereafter you have a narration from a Sahabi, yani Mawkuf, then the narration of the Prophet of course will take precedence. And the ahkam found there within will take precedence. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. And the next mas'ala in relation to these two narrations as well is in relation to the tartib, like the order in which it is done. And the Jamhur again say that it's an obligation due to what is mentioned and due to the command that is mentioned within the narration that is done in, the, in an order as mentioned in the narration. Like the first with the Torah and thereafter the seven. And as for the Madhab of Imam Abu Hanifa, Abi Hanifa, as well as the Madhab of Imam Malik, then they state that this is not an obligation. Whilst it is done, they say it's not an obligation. However, again, that which takes precedence is the position of the Jamhur due to the fact that they say that or they're adhering to the wording of the Hadith, which is a command. And thereafter, 
emotions, يعني the different as to the washing or the the washing which is done with the turab, does this now amount to eight times, or does it amount to or is the turab one of the seven? And so, the mention of a thamin or a thamina, this is found in Sahih Muslim. And as for the mention of the choice between the two, whether you choose between yani doing it first with the with the turab at the end, yani the choice between the two, then this is uh, what is found and narrated by Imam Shafi'i in Kitab al-Um. They narrates Kitab al-Um of Abi Huraira. And so, and Allah Ta'ala knows best that which takes precedence is that the the washing is done at the eighth on the eighth occasion. Allah Ta'ala knows best. And finally, the Sheikh Ahmadi mentions in relation to the the kalb, the dog eating. لو أكل الكلب من طعام جامد لا يسلي لعاب. And so, as for if the, the dog was to eat from the food, then, as is mentioned as well, the person can take from that food, and it's permissible to eat from that food. And this is the position of the Shafi'iyah, because they use the hadith of the fa'ra, the hadith of the mouse. Naam, and what do you know the hadith of the mouse? When the mouse fell into the utensil and it was removed, and the food was still tuhur. Likewise, along with that, as well as mentioned earlier, that. The dog, the dog that has been taught to hunt, the dog which is Mu'allam. If it kills, now if that dog kills the prey, then it's permissible to eat from. It's permissible to eat from, even though the dog no doubt will kill it using the mouth. So it's supposed to eat from as long as that uh, meat is washed. Question being, what makes it permissible to eat from it? 
eat the meat. What needs to be done? If you have the dog and the dog hunts the prey, when does that prey become permissible to eat from? What needs to be done? Now, then when you send that dog, you say the bismillah. So when you send the dog to hunt, you say the bismillah upon that, upon that action. And so once you send the dog to hunt and then you say the bismillah, then this, no doubt, is sufficient. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. Uh, and there, thereafter, the person can eat from that. Allah Ta'ala, A'lam. And we'll conclude here with that particular narration, inshallah. And bi'idnillah, bi'awnillahi ta'ala, continue with the other ahadith in our next, the next hadith which is being the sifa, the sifa to wudu, the description of the wudu, the messenger of Allah sallam. Thereafter, wallahu a'lam, jazakum la khaira, wa barakallahu feekum, wa sallallahu wa barak, ala nabiyyina Muhammad, wa ala alihi, wa sallahu wa sallam, wa akhru da'wan, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. جمهور يا the جمهور is generally when we say جمهور then referring to the majority just generally the majority so you may find that some of the ayyimma may say something but they're in the minority so it doesn't there's not a particular number it's not saying that this is the number and this is now the majority it's just generally if you find that one of the imma and farad, yeah, listen, one of the imma is alone in a particular opinion, or two of them are alone in a particular opinion, then you know that this is something which is makhalif al jamhur, and is opposed to the jamhur. Not necessarily makhalif al haq, but it's makhalif al jamhur. Example of that is uh, the mawqif, the position regarding the tariq al salah, the one that leaves the salah. So the one that leaves the salah, uh, the opinion of the jamhur, is that the one that leaves the salah to kaslan or to hawanan, so he leaves it off due to negligence or due to laziness, then the jamhur upon the opinion that such an individual is still a Muslim. Now, it's still in the fold of Islam. However, the opinion of uh, Imam Ahmed is that the person has disbelieved. And so, because Imam Ahmed essentially, amongst the imma, in Farad, he was, he was uh, significantly alone in that opinion, then anyone else is regarded as being the, the jamhur. So this is what we ref when we refer to jamhur. Jamhur doesn't necessarily refer to that correct opinion, but just refers to that the opinion which is the stronger. Now, or afwan the opinion which is the majority. Sorry. Now. Now. Uh, that was a, lot, <laughs> a few months ago. And so, Allah knows best, but the, what seems to appear to be apparent is that it is the, the dog, all of the dog. Allah Ta'ala knows best. And so, but then maybe we'll do Umrah al-Fiqh again, or we'll do Malakas al-Fiqh, and I'll say it's the mouth again. <laughs> but I feel superior, apparent it's the, it's the whole dog. Allah. So, 
it's sufficient to to do to wash the the seven times and that's animals best and if the person doesn't have the soil then it's sufficient to wash the seven times so so for example the dog licks the the clothing and then you put the the, the clothes in the washing machine you're not going to now say that you have to take it out and put the torah upon it why because it's sufficient it's washed seven times or more than that when it goes in the washing machine likewise because if it's a utensil and it's put inside the dishwasher let me know it's, it's going to be in there for for a, a set period of time. And it's going to be washed more than those seven times. And so we can suffice with that as well. So in relation to using something in place of it, it's not necessarily you have to use something in place of it. As long as it is washed those times, then it's sufficient. Now. Uh, not necessarily, no, no, you don't have to put it in seven times. It's not necessarily each cycle, but each time, let's say the water has covered the, the, the utensil or the piece of clothing, each time the water has covered it, that's one time. So if you have the washing machine on, generally the washing machine is going to be on for an hour or two. It's going to cover it a lot more than seven times. I love to add those best. No. No. Because the question is, what is dirt? <laughs> you understand? What the concept of dirt is is one which is, uh, if it's talking about shara'i, then it's not dirty. Whether you like the taste of soil, that's another thing we'll take over. But shara'an, it's not dirty, so you can use it. We're talking about the purifying it from that, 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 um, uh, purifying it from the, 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 the saliva of the, of the dog. And thus, this is why maybe you'd wash it first time with the tarab anyway. If you wash it first time, then you wash it out there after the water. So then you don't have the soil as well. No. So Yeah, and it, what we understand is that is as mentioned, Sheikh Ahmed mentions that, that the person has ikhtiyar. He has a choice. Now, if she has a choice with it this time and this in this one, both of them are sahih. So the, so the person has a choice between this and that. Now, barakallahu fiqh. Sakuna khair. Allah hayyakum Allah. Sallallahu wa barak. Nabi Muhammad. Wa alaihi wasallam.